Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. Adam podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Thank you guys so much for being here. It is showtime, and we have another great show for you again this week. My guest in the ADD interview is writer, actor, comedian, podcaster, my pal, Gina Brion. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week. It starts at 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Tuesday nights. Go to my website, click the link, join our conversation. And our super fan shout out is for Dave. Say hi to Dave, everybody. Hello, Dave. What's up, Dave? How you doing, man? Dave, Phil says hello. He is on a ship and he and he's playing a game show. It's a real thing. What? <laughs> what? He's playing a yeah. game show? Yeah. The game is called, I think it's called the Liars Club, where they give you a word. People have to figure out whether you're telling the truth or not about the definition of that word or the meaning of that word. Um, okay, I like can already tell you that Phil lost. Yeah, Phil is so gullible. <laughs> I mean, well, he, he's the, he's not he's not the one guessing. He's the one that's actually providing the answers to it. It's like funny you should ask with uh, Louis Anderson. My friend Jeff Ross did it. Byron Allen hosts it, and Phil's one of the celebrity uh, the celebrity guests. And here's what happened. And this is what I want to talk to you guys about. Um, when life takes a sudden turn, you know, an unforeseen event in life uh, as my people say shit happens you know how well, my do you people re- say mirda mirda yeah <laughs> right <laughs> so so it's like how do you how do you respond to that and uh this is this was the call i got hey pal i'm on the ship they got me doing a game show now doing a game show tonight that liars club show got to come up with definitions for these three words funny definitions all right here are the words dream hole master dating and titty nope these are the words, all right? I, I need help. Well, what do you got? You got to give me something. I'm, this isn't my bag. This isn't my bag. Okay. <laughs> Why does he ask you, Adam? Do you only know? We only we all know. Yeah, I know. We all know what's going to happen. I, yeah. Lucy, would you hold this football for me? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm the support system. Uh-huh. I'll play you my response. Hold on. It's not your bag? All right, just calm down. <laughs> You're obviously very upset. I've never heard you use jazz slang from the 60s. <laughs> Don't worry, it's going to be groovy. Uh, all right, how's this? Uh, uh, master dating is when you get lucky on a date you have gone on by yourself. Um, <laughs> dream hole sounds like something dirty that happens to you while you're sleeping. Oh, man. And titty nope is what happens to men when they stop drinking soy milk. Their breasts actually reduce. <laughs> By the way, you look lovely. <laughs> Can I wash out my ears now? <laughs> but do you remember when he calls up and goes, do I get breasts if I eat a lot of soy? He called up Alex screaming and yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Was this before or after the iron incident when he consumed so much iron that his stool came out like just jet black? Yeah. I, I, I You know what? Who remembers what crisis, the order of crisis in Phil's life is? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So anyways, this is how I answered him. Hold on. 
I can't have Gary. You know that. And I don't have breasts. Stop it. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you with your words. Here's a word. Asshole. I thought it was dream hole. <laughs> I don't have time for this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, those those are all the voice texts we sent back and forth. He doesn't have time for it. But, yeah, that's how you guys have to communicate, the voice text. It's brilliant. Yeah. So that's what happened. He, he got thrown in unforeseen circumstance. He panicked. He called me, and, and I took advantage of the situation to amuse everybody. So, <laughs> Adam, you're yeah. dirty. You're, di- you're dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love, now listen, I say this with all love in my heart. Because mm-hmm. I love Phil. I think everybody knows that. I love Phil. We all love Phil. Sure. And if he were here, I would say this to his face. When life throws him just a little bit of a curveball, I'm not sure that he reacts to it all that well. No. Is, that, is that safe to say? That when change enters his life, mm-hmm. that he's not exactly receptive to it? Yeah, he, he doesn't he yeah, he, he doesn't respond well to that. And, and I don't either, but here's what because here's what I, I figured out. Life's not here to accommodate me, it's here to challenge me, and that that pisses me off. To be honest with you, well, I, I think he just lacks confidence. Yeah, he lacks confidence, and I'm just tired. I'm like, oh, I don't want to adapt enough. I don't want to grow. I don't want to learn. Adam just like plows through things. Yeah, just let's go. Have time not to not have confidence or confidence. Yeah, let's plow right through it. Let's come on. What do we got to do? Let's go. Come on. So, <laughs> I'm noticing this adversarial relationship you have with life. It's never like a dance, like a like an elaborate waltz or tango. It's like a rugby scrum for you. Yeah. Lately, that's what it's been lately. But 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 here's the thing about life. It's like I, I think life is breaking up with me because life. Is- <laughs> it's not you, Adam. It's me. Yeah, that, life's looking at me like not me. It's you. <laughs> life's not even not 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 letting you let me down gently. It's just smacking me around. Hey, Adam, pay attention. I know. <laughs> so, and you yeah. hear what they say about when you're, what is it, in the riptide? Yeah. You got to get slammed to the bottom and then it'll shoot you out into the clear. That's what it says? Yeah. Who said that? Honey, what, what surfer Reddit thread did you read that in? <laughs> what do you mean surfer? That's, I was a lifeguard. That's what you do when you're swimming in the ocean. Mm-hmm. If you're caught up in a, a riptide. Yeah. You have to go with it. You can't fight against it. You you usually go to the bottom and then it like pushes you out into the mm-hmm. clear. But okay, people t- who fight against it, they drown. Okay, I'll tell you what. I will surrender to the riptide if I can see you running down the beach in a bathing suit to save me. <laughs> <laughs> With that red, what was little, that red thing? A buoy? Yeah, the little plastic sort of buoy, life buoy thing like they had. Yeah, shaped like a football, long football or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want that. Put, put that. Put, do it in heels. That's really <laughs> cool. <laughs> we, yeah, but we, it's hard. It's hard to. Well, you always want to resist that stuff. You know, with like the riptide or the things that life throws at you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah. hard to sort of just say, all right, I'm going to go with the flow and this is going to help get me out. You know, you know, what screws me up when unforeseen circumstances happen in my life. I blame myself. That's what it is. I'm like, ah, of course it happened to you. You know why? Because you did this. You what did I do to deserve this? You know, I, God's angry with me. That's why there's traffic. This is how ridiculous I am. Okay, Adam Ego Ferrara. Yeah, that's got to be the sign of a tremendous ego, don't you think? Tremendous. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Not only do I have a big ego, I'm extremely insecure. So I'm extremely insecure, and I think everyone else is an idiot. Hi. <laughs> and I play off those two things that are wrong with you. Yeah. 
and, and, and Alex is the caretaker. Alex is like, the, Alex is like, I'm a mental patient on a day pass, and she's walking me around. <laughs> I usually like to have a couple gummies in hand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take one of these, some Thorazine yeah. and a gummy. You'll be That's fine. Good. How do we help him? Uh, there's no, just drug him. Just drug <laughs> him. <laughs> Track him, yeah. Or put him on a run. Just put him on a run. Yeah. God, my poor wife. But anyway, so I was talking to Gina, my, my friend Gina. I, I I love Gina. I met her years ago uh, when she first started doing stand-up. And she had a great phrase, when life throws you an unforeseen circumstance. Um, and I, I really enjoyed catching up with her uh, in this interview. So listen to the phrase because it will probably help you because it did help me. Uh, and we will see you guys on the other side. Life-shaking events are always happening. The people who succeeded in life they also had such reversals but despite the reversals they chose to see positivity in it damn it this isn't my bag this isn't my bag you're listening to the adam ferrara podcast this is 30 minutes you'll never get back oh this is a half hour bullshit right here angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well i absolutely love this because you know if you own a home it can be really hard to maintain it's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality it can be hard just to know where to start but now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Oh, I hope you guys are having fun. Uh, and if you want to have more fun, come see me live. March 1st and 2nd, I will be in Naples, Florida at Off the Hook Comedy Club. Uh, March 10th and 11th, I'll be in Rutherford, New Jersey at Bananas Comedy Club. And a special, special show, April 1st, I will be at the Marconi Auto Museum in Tustin, California. Yep, April 14th and 15th, I will be at Cobb's Comedy Club in San Francisco. And April 21st and 22nd, I will be in Escondido, California at the Grand Comedy Club. Tickets are available right here in the show notes, or you can click the link on my website and get your tickets there. And as always, if you make the gigs, I want to thank you for 200 episodes. We couldn't do this without you. Let me say thank you. All right, go on, get out of here. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week is a writer, comedian, actor, and podcaster. 
She starred on the CBS show Kevin Can Wait. You've seen her on the ABC show The Connors. Her stand-up special The Floor is Lava is available for you right now on Amazon. Her podcast The State of Women is available for you wherever you get your podcast. She's from the South Bronx. She has her hood self and her evolved self. She is a dear friend who always seems to show up when I need her. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please help me welcome back to the program my pal, Gina Brion. How are you, baby? I'm good. How are you? What a lovely intro. Yeah, and I meant it, too. I meant it. I, you do. We have this weird thing, like, every time I'm thinking of something, I'll get a text. And uh, yeah, I got a text from you the so other true. day. I was like, oh, okay, that, that you know, it's just a, there's a simpatico we have. Yeah, it seems to be, like, it, we always come back into, even when I run into you in New York, it mm -hmm. seems to be that perfect time when it was like, oh, I needed this good energy in my life. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the advice and stuff and, and the things that yeah. uh, I think we're just on parallel paths and the things we're experiencing, we can kind of help each other out in those moments, if that makes any sense. Oh, yeah, totally. This yeah. has uh, been a transformative couple of years since the pandemic, I think, for everybody. Yeah, and we all need that support. In fact, I just want to start right off the bat with one of your bits that really makes me laugh about your girlfriend's support system. So I'm just going to play this. Okay, please do. Every woman should have her solid set of girlfriends. Ladies, you need chick friends. You need them. They're your support system. And they'll support you no matter what. You could be crying over a breakup that you caused. <laughs> Doesn't matter. They're still on your side. You could be sitting there like, but I cheated on him. <laughs> They're like, no, girl, he made you cheat. Don't put this on you. Don't put this on you. We never liked him anyway. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that that support. And we, I think, the first time we met as stand-ups really early on. Oh, it's my favorite story to tell people because I was such a like huge fan, and um, I remember we were at. I want to say it was at the Comedy Theater in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. It was something called like the American Comedy Theater. And I think it was the very early stages of what became the New York Comedy Festival. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure this was something that led to that. And, oh, gosh, I think about how young I was back then. I'm like, oh, little Gina. <laughs> I remember the big deal was uh, everybody was like, Adam Ferrara is going to be here tonight. Adam Ferrara is going to be here tonight. And I'm a comedy nerd, so uh -huh. I already knew your stuff. I was a huge fan. And. And I was like, just play it cool, man. Just like, <laughs> don't like act like you belong. Like, don't mm -hmm. act like he's like somebody you used to watch on TV who's now right in front of you. And so I remember there was uh, there was another comic there who had a crush on you. I will not say who, okay. but I remember she confided in me that she, she was like, oh, my God, I have such a crush on him. And I was like, oh, shoot your shot because uh, <laughs> he's coming through tonight. And. I remember I was on stage and I saw you watching my set from the back of the room. And immediately I was like, oh no, I started to panic. I was like, oh no, somebody that I admire is now watching me do stand up. I just wanted to like crawl under a rock. And after my set, um, you actually, oh my, it was the sweetest thing. You actually, not only did you talk to me about my set, but you had notes for me. Like you were like, hey, I feel like if you added this in, it would just kind of kick it up a notch. She's like, I love where the bit is now. And oh my God, it just made me, like, I was like, he actually cared what I was saying on stage. Oh. Like, if, 
you know, it was just, it's a bumpy ride for females in this industry. And it's hard to find a solid human being mm. um, that you can really call like more than friend, like family, like somebody that, you know, and I would, we've had so many great talks, like yeah. you're such a wonderful person. And from that day on, we actually walked all the way from 34th street where the theater was to buy the comedy cellar talking oh, yeah. about comedy. And I just, I remember being like, this has to be the nicest like headliner I have ever met to this date with somebody who just you don't understand how many conversations I had with people. I remember I had another comic um <clears throat> who got my number through the grapevine and he was a big name comic. Mm-hmm. And you know, the last time I had seen him, he had very awkwardly hit on me in like a really like uncomfortable way. What? So he calls my phone and he's like, So are we gonna do this? And I was literally like, <laughs> I was like I'm sorry, what? I was like, I'm just, where did, <laughs> on, on what female is that line effective? <laughs> like, oh, the, the audacity. <laughs> I was like, this is unreal that this, he really, and I was just like, I literally gave such a little baby comic response. I was like, are we, are we talking about comedy? Cause like, that's all I'm interested in. Good for like, you. I was like, that's all I want. And then of course he hung up the phone. Um, okay. First of all, thank you so much for those kind words. And I remember, <laughs> I remember when I, when I met you, I was like, you, you have, you have self-awareness. You're just one of those people that have it. And you're trying to be better, and that's what I'm trying to do. Um, and it's it's it, it's hard because uh, I'm dealing with me, and I'm an idiot. But the thing I <laughs> the thing I the thing I, I I love about your work, and, and when I first met you, it, it was it was a kindred spirit. Um, mm-hmm. And I agree with you. Has that line ever worked? Are we gonna do this? Are we gonna do this? Is the most unbelievably like audacious way of going into a conversation, like. <laughs> I mean, it was literally so oh it was so cringe it was like uh, so like you have no game at this yeah. point if you're just like are we gonna do this is there any more like new york are we gonna do this or what sweetheart <laughs> but i like i like that that you got your little baby <laughs> comic voice you didn't get your your south bronx up because that's there's a great this this, this, this I, I want to play you this bit and I want to tell you one of the other reasons I gravitated towards you. So let me just play this because this really makes me laugh. I grew up in the South Bronx, a very Latino neighborhood. I am I am Latina and Puerto Rican. Every girl that I grew up with had that very stereotypical Rosie Perez like Bronx. Shut up, stupid! You're so stupid, stupid. <laughs> that is how every girl I grew up with talked. I can't imagine. I used to be so jealous of those girls because I never had that voice and every guy thought it was sexy. They thought it was sexy for a girl to talk like that. But then I realized there's going to be a point when you got to get a grown person job. (laughs) And that is going to be hilarious. (laughs) What if you walked into a courtroom and your lawyer was like, but he didn't did it, your honor. Did I win yet? I won yet? I won? No, you gotta specifically tell me. (laughs) 
specifically. Got to specifically tell me. Oh, that's funny. You got to specifically uh, tell me. That's one of the reasons I remember seeing you work is um, because you're from the South Bronx. I'm, I was born in Queens, raised on Long Island. I sound like this. You sound like you. But when you when you when you try to pull out some some kind of not deep but self aware stuff, nobody takes you seriously because we sound like this. Yeah, it's funny because you tr- you know what, Cardi B is the perfect example of this. Mm-hmm. Cardi B got famous on social media doing opinion pieces, right. and because of how she talked, no one listened. To some of the brilliant things she was actually saying i was like no she's making a lot of good social commentary yeah, yeah. but you guys don't care because of how she sounds she's mm-hmm. not using language that works for you so you check out and it's yeah. so true it's so true oh my god one of but you're still one of my favorite people because you get that because yeah. you get that there can be depth to people beyond what you perceive as, oh, this sounds like a deep person. This looks like, we don't all have to look like Einstein to be genius. We yeah. don't all have to, you know what I mean? We don't all have to speak like Marcus Aurelius to sound like we're wise. By the way, a Roman, so he probably sounded like us, or probably sounded like me anyway. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. The Marcus effects of anger <laughs> is far more destructive than the incident that's, that arouses in us, okay? You know what I'm saying? All right? <laughs> It was fun. All right, I'm going to drop a name. Here it comes. I okay. had Michael Imperioli on this show, and he's a, <gasps> he's a Tibetan oh. Buddhist, and we were talking about meditation, and the two of us sound like this. It's so yeah. funny. It's We're That's... sitting there going, you know, I just tell, what, what's the brother got to do to dwell in non-phenomenal awareness? I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm trying to open my third eye. I forgot. I mean, granted, I didn't see nothing. That goes without <laughs> saying. I didn't see, if anybody is. I didn't see nothing. Yeah. You understand? <laughs> I wasn't here because, you know, theoretically, I'm everywhere. So <laughs> Theoretically. Yeah. But th- that's the thing I uh, I admire about. Um, you're, you're still on the path. You know, you're still writing stuff that's, that, that's well, on the path. We are all just works in progress. We are all under construction. I think the more that we understand that and accept that, Mm-hmm. the easier it is to kind of like be excited about the change instead of intimidated by it. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of a little pep talk that I have to give myself is that I'm not, you know, if you could ask anybody, are you the same person you were 10 years ago? Yeah. I'm not the same person I was back then. And yet we act as if change isn't a constant process in our life. We only pay attention to the big monumental changes. But there are tiny incremental changes that happen to us that change who we are, affect our growth, like little things like interpersonal relationships or the end of interpersonal relationships. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm in a big, I don't know if you belong in my life phase right now. Right. I'm in a very big, I don't know if your path is going this way and my path is going that way. Mm-hmm. Then as much as I may love you as a human being, I got to let you go that way. Right. I know. I just got to ask real quick. You're not talking to me, are you? No, of course not. Oh, good, because I thought the interview was going to end early. I was like, gosh. <laughs> Can you imagine? And that's why I brought you here today, Adam. Uh, <laughs> I actually asked to be on your show so that uh, <laughs> I could do this. Well, that's so true. And the thing that, that my wife always says, you take one little step, and that little step brings you to another path. The thing that I not struggle with, but I've become more aware of is I don't realize I'm off the path until I'm way off. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't realize that little step. And, 
And when things happen, I had, I had to come to this conclusion. Life's not here to accommodate me. It's here to challenge me. And that pisses me off because, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, oh, God, really? Why can't it just be like? And then, then, then you're screwed. <laughs> right. But when I realized, when I was, I was, I was, bl- this is what I'm getting over now, Gina. I was, I'm blaming myself when challenges occur, you know? Mm. And it's like, you know, that and Catholicism, well, you're bad. That's why. <laughs> yeah. You've sinned. That's because, why you're getting older. Because yeah. you're bad. Yeah, because you're bad. Yeah, you have to be baptized. Why? Because you're dirty. What? Because <laughs> you're dirty. I yes. just got here. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, there's <laughs> still a cord attached. I'm still, I ain't I'm got still, no teeth. Yeah. What's going on here? The head is not together yet. How could I have <laughs> unpure thoughts? You better baptize the, po- the folks that brought me here. Yeah. If oh, I'm yeah. wrong, they're wronger. Yeah, so I'm sure that Catholicism or my interpretation of Catholicism has oh, yeah. uh, has influenced my my uh, my thought process. But that's that's where I'm at now is um, not taking the challenges of life personally, just taking them as for as challenges. Yeah, one thing that me and my best friend like to do when we get uh, when something challenges us or something gets knocked off course is we love to say plot twist. Like that's our favorite. Oh, thing. that's good. <laughs> Every time something happens, that's like, oh, plot twist. All right, we got to adjust to the plot twist. Oh, I'm using that. Yeah, use it. It 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 adds um, an entertainment idea to it. Like, it adds a fun to mm. this idea of, like, well, that didn't go with me. Yeah. It, well, I was. wasn't expecting that curveball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I need to grow in this section of my life. <laughs> Yeah, I like got. Never... Uh, I got. Uh, uh, as as I was getting this, this is how, how screwed up I am, Gina. I I have these grown up glasses because I have a wife, and she goes, "Stop, just <laughs> stop and go get grown up glasses." So I used to go to the the, uh, the pharmacy and buy you know the magnifiers, and I went up from one twenty five to one fifty, and I'm yelling, I'm internally yelling at myself, going, "Look at what you've done! You've allowed your eyesight to go to shit. You happy?" <laughs> That's how I'm blaming myself for the aging process. And you have a great bit in your act that uh, about your girlfriend, uh, the cougar that I want. But I feel like if you accept your age and not lie to yourself, there's a beauty in that. There's a beauty in accepting it. I have another girlfriend who is now calling herself a cougar. Yeah. Yes. She's like, I'm a cougar. I'm like, you're an idiot. Don't talk in public. Because let me just explain, ladies. I don't know what this fascination is with uh, older women that date younger guys and giving this a name. If you're an older woman that dates a younger guy, I don't judge you. I don't run your life. Do what you got to do. Just don't liken yourself to a predatory animal. (laughs) How does that even sound appealing? That one day you will be so hard up for man meat that you have to hunt it. (laughs) And you got to hunt the younger ones because their legs are weaker and they don't run as fast. That, that makes last, me laugh. Oh, that last line was always my favorite, and it was rare that an audience picked up. Really? Yeah, I got. I have those bits where an audience really, <clears throat> if they get it, I love them, and most times yeah. they don't, and I'm asking way too much of them. <laughs> well, it's like, if they get it, I treat it like an extra. I'm like, they yeah. got it. So that way the audiences that don't get it, I'm like, well, this is the norm. But when they get it, I'm like, let's yeah. have even more fun with you guys now. Then See, I know good. I can 
I can throw out little other things. I'm like, oh, now this is going to be my whole set. I'm going to see what y'all catch yeah. as I'm throwing it out. <laughs> but you have that. You have that. You can take the street delivery. You can put your your awareness of the human condition in there. And it's just it's just wonderful. And I wanted oh, to thank you. I wanted that to means ask a, you that means a lot. <laughs> well, I want to ask you this. Do you write? Uh, do, do, do you come from conflict or do you come from? Because a lot of times when I try and write something that I'm experiencing, it's too soon. I don't have any perspective on it. Mm, that's so fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will say what always, this is going to sound so toxic, but mm. what always makes me write is frustration or anger. Mm-hmm. Those are two of the strongest things that push me. So, like, I will always do the most writing when I am really angry at someone, something, um, uh, at someone or something, or if I have like a really bad show, mm-hmm. and then I motive out of just sheer anger, whether the anger is at myself, because really when I have a bad show, sometimes it's them, sometimes it's me. I can mm-hmm. tell when it's me. I know mm-hmm. when it's me. But still, I deal with that same level of like, you know, we're our own biggest bully. Yeah. Like, I am an expert bully. Mm-hmm. And I actually read something yesterday that I'll share only because it's fascinating, kind of fits within this moment where um, I had read this thing that said, if you were abused by someone, mm-hmm. it is because you picked somebody that abused you as much as you abused yourself. So you oh. thought you deserved it. Yeah. And that is so real as a person who came out of like a very abusive situation. Like I was like, I did think I deserved. There was a little voice in my head going, nope, you deserve this. You deserve to be talked to like this because the biggest bully was me constant. Yeah. And, and so I think that kind of informs a lot of my standup. It's just, you know, that self-awareness that you talk about is such, it's a road and it's still such a road for me. Mm-hmm. because I'm still learning and, and unlearning things. Yeah. And so it's such a process and it's a painstaking process, but it really, I think the most painful thing about being self-aware in an industry like this is the amount of people you deal with who are not self-aware. Yeah. And they hold the keys. Yes. And you're like, ah, oh, poor thing. You know, nothing. Yeah. You know, nothing, but yet you're in my way. So you, yes. you must be killed. I'm sorry. It's the bully in me. It's the bully in me that wants to get all of this rage out. So yeah. pardon I, me while I key your car. <laughs> I have that too, Gina. I have. The, and I, it's it, at this point in my life cycle where I, I had to not only accept that I'm beating myself up. Yeah. Uh, but I also had to engage with that part that's beating myself up. So not only you got to acknowledge it, you got to engage oh. with it. And then you got and then you got to diffuse it, and then you got to put it all together. And I'm like, ah, oh, I'm not this smart, and I don't have this much time. That's so funny. I feel the same way when we talk about like I've read so many like books on spirituality and self help and psychology, mm-hmm. and you know, what was the last one I finished was The Tools, which is a great book. Love right. the book. Loved um, the documentary that. Um, Jonah Hill did on his therapist. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Who's the guy who wrote the book along with another therapist, the tools. Mm -hmm. And it's about these tools you can apply to situations 
to help you like actually get through them. Like cognitive therapy is one thing to help you understand where everything started. Mm-hmm. But this is like the next step to me in cognitive therapy. It's like, here's what you do when you do feel anxious. Right. Here's what you do when you do feel frustrated. And because I can lean towards frustration, like you would really think frustration was my favorite emotion because I'm literally in frustration 90% of the time when I'm feeling something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so learning how it's a process to learn how to get through that frustration, mm-hmm. like as a comic, as a mom, as a woman, like all these levels of frustration that I felt, I'm still working through, okay, let's get past the frustration and figure out how to fix this. Yeah. That's what, uh, when I saw the Jonah, uh, I saw the, and I forget the name of it, but I forget. I saw it on Netflix. Stutz, Stutz, I think. Stutz, yeah. Stutz is really, it was good. One of the things that, that I took from it is vulnerability is what connects us all. Oh, yeah. And And we're so afraid of it. I know. But what I realized is, and this is my, the most vulnerable I am is when I'm on stage and when I'm improving. That's my state of grace. And it's not vulnerability as much as it's, I'm not thinking. I'm not there. It's just coming through me. And I'm just just reacting. I love that. The I'm not there, it's just coming through me is such a thing when you're on stage, especially when you've been, when you're seasoned, when you've been doing it and that stage is legitimately your home. Like it's not even a second home. Like this is your safe space in a way. Because you've made it, you feel so empowered. And on those nights where you can just go off the top of your head, because I love those nights. When it yeah. really feels like, I have no idea where this is coming from. I have not thought about this before this moment right now. And it is so pure. Mm-hmm. And it's just beautifully creative. I love even watching people. And I can always pinpoint when they're improving. I'm like, oh. I can see the joy because I pick up on yeah. the joy of it. I'm like, yeah. oh, that person loves what they just said. And I'm not even yeah. mad about it. Like, Yeah. And that's when I talk to because I got a lot of friends and, um, you know, the phone will ring with people that have. I have this thing that my fault, my got from my dad or I witnessed to my dad that I have the ability to to contribute is I can uh, point out situational awareness for someone going through stuff because I'm not emotionally connected to it. And it, it organizes the chaos so they can put put their plan together, you know? Yeah. So it's like, uh, I, I, I feel this, I feel this, I feel this. I go, all right, you don't have to know why. Where are you? Well, you're in a relationship you don't know if you're supposed to be in. You're scared to leave. You're scared to stay. So that's where you are. So as long as they know, oh, and there's comfort in knowing where you are. Yeah. But it doesn't solve anything. It's like when I found out why I beat myself up, it's like the light in the room went on, but then you realize the room's a fucking mess. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, my God, us. where did all this come from? Yeah. Yeah. So when I when I talk to like civilians, for lack of a better word, who aren't comics, I go, where's your where's where's your state of grace? What do you do? Yeah. I got a buddy of mine that that uh, he doesn't play golf, but he goes to the driving range. He said, I I go to the driving range until I hit my when I can hit my seven iron where I'm not thinking about it. That's the I said, so go to the friggin' driving range. (laughs) Do that. You know, you know, do find a place where you're not there anymore. And then uh, I guess I guess maybe it's intention or just just see when you get out of that place. Think about uh, what's what what you want to solve. And, And things seem to be a little bit clearer, if that makes any sense. No, it absolutely does. You do need to find that place where I mean. I would say it's like a sense of peace mm-hmm. where you're just like all the bad stuff can't get to you. Yeah. 
you know, it's it's that day where or that place that makes you feel your most safe, your most confident. It's in those places where we can turn to that negative voice, that bully that's inside and be like, would you zip it for a minute, please? Yeah. 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 <laughs> the happy people are talking. Yeah. <laughs> We don't need you here right now. Yeah. yeah so it's a, we do need to find that. It's not even that. It's it's a break from the crazy to re-engage with it. I mean, so here's a lot of things that, that bother me is I hear it, but I don't listen to it. Does that make any sense? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't really go away, but you're not engaged with it anymore. The volume gets lower and I don't have to act on it. You know what? To put a visual on it, I always envision myself shoving that angry little bully into like a broom closet and like locking the door and being like, all right, sweetheart, when you break out of that, we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> you can still hear them banging on the door, just real muffled. <laughs> you don't deserve happiness. <laughs> Boy, am I going to make you feel bad when I get out of here? <laughs> it literally, I'm just like, I don't have Girl, time for eat you. the ice cream. I ain't going anywhere. <laughs> you really think you need those M&M's, kid? <laughs> like you do, you hear it, but you're just like, ah. Yeah. Hush yeah. now. Yeah. How old, how old is your son now? He's two. He's going to be three in July. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just... I mean, you talk about a lesson in just a, the biggest life lesson is building a human. Yeah. And like you're essentially building the foundation for this person who you will have to let blossom into whatever. I can lay down the foundation of understanding, kindness, um, accountability, all these things that I can lay down for this person and say, this is the foundation that I am doing my best to build with yeah. you so that when you are older, you can just go off on your own and I can trust that, hey man, there's you're good, you got this because yeah. the foundation is set and it's it's such a lesson, like it's, it's crazy because we're just, every every time he picks something up, there's a part of me that's happy and there's a part of me that's sad. Yeah. Because there's a part of me that's like, oh my goodness, yes, look at him develop. He's finally making sentences. And then there's like, oh, but I, I do sort of miss that little baby who would tug at me and would give me eyes. And I would just knew, I knew what they wanted before they even had words to say it. Yeah. And you miss those moments. But it's also just, it's such a journey as a parent especially in this climate now and how everybody's parenting now to be so conscious that like with my son, I'm so aware of the words that I use around him because it's really important to be able to sit him down and teach him how to communicate. Like, and I remember he picked up on it one time he was in his high chair and he was like freaking out about something. I had no idea what was wrong. Mm. And I said, you know, he was throwing a tantrum and I said, I get that you're angry right now, but mommy has no idea how to help you. Uh, Mommy has no idea how to help you until you can tell her what is wrong. If you can't tell me what is wrong, then I don't know how to help. And he stopped and he paused for a minute and he thought about it. Like you see his little wheels turning (laughs) and he's like, how do I communicate this? And then he looked at me and he said, want to get out. And I went, oh, you want to get out of your high chair? Mm. okay that's fine and i let him out of the high chair and the relief on his face was like it's it's so funny seeing him have realizations like i i can use words yeah like you see that in his face something new just downloaded into his system and it like happened one other time where he realized he kept asking a question because that's what he was used to hearing from adults like Mm -hmm. i would say do you want some milk so instead of saying i want milk he would go 
do you want some milk? Like that's how he would say he wanted milk. So we were in Atlanta, me and my husband and my son, and he's walking around and he's like, I want milk. I want milk. <laughs> and he looks at me and he goes, I want milk. <laughs> You <laughs> just that that realization like you, you see that happen and you're just like oh it's just the best thing in the world you have a bit that i love i, I want to close on this bit because this is this was great <laughs> i was actually recently hit on by a 19 year old no no it wasn't sexy i wish i could say it was sexy it's not here's what happened okay i'm on the bus all my fun stories happen on New York City subway systems. <laughs> and this kid comes up to me, and I could see him. You know how you can feel when somebody's about to hit on you? Like, he was, he was like, da-na, da-na. <laughs> I was like, don't do this. Because I could see him out of the corner of my eye. He's all thugged out. He's like, you know, baggy pants, baggy shirt, like a fitted cap. And here's how I know I'm changing. The second I noticed him, I became maternal. Like, I saw him, and I just wanted to iron his clothes and, like, help him out. I was like, this youth needs me. So he came up to me, and I have to give him credit. He approached me with such confidence. He came up to me, he was like, I'm saying, Ma, let me get your phone number. And I was like, no. He's like, why come I can't get your number? Well, let's start with breaking down that sentence, because that is your first clue. So then I said, you know what? I think I'm too old for you. He said, how old are you? So I said, 34. And you could see the damn in his face. <laughs> like it was the oldest age he'd ever heard of in his life. And he couldn't fathom how I made it 34 years on this earth. God, that's funny. <laughs> you could see the damn in his face. <laughs> yeah. Such a painfully true story. I love you, my friend. I really do. Me People too. want to get a hold of you. Where do they go? Uh, you can always check out my social media. You can check me out at Gbrion on Instagram and Gina Brion on TikTok, which is a platform I'm still learning, so be patient. <laughs> uh, I will be in Vegas April 6th through the 9th. It is my birthday weekend. Hey. So come on through. Uh, and then I have some other dates you can check out on my website, ginabrion.com. All right. Thank you so much, my friend. Love to the family, and let's laugh soon, okay? Absolutely. This is Gina Brion, and that was 30 Minutes that I will never forget. I really like talking to Gina. It's been a while. <laughs> you guys seem to be great friends, and Jesus, is she funny? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love her. That was, but yeah, hearing you guys back and forth, you can tell you guys got a great relationship, man. That's fun. Yeah. Her, her humor is real. That's, that's what I yeah. love about Gina. Yeah. You guys are very similar, except for. What are you talking about, stupid? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get canceled for that. I don't know what I'm allowed to say. <laughs> um, I will say this. Uh, she has a lot of wisdom within mm -hmm. her. Uh, mm -hmm. particularly the way she refers to uh, life's unforeseen events, calling them plot twists yeah. is so brilliant because you're right. It makes it seem like something fun. Like we're all in a movie together. Like, oh, yeah. there's a plot twist. Hey, where the hell is this going to go? I don't know. Let's just see. Yeah. See, so I, I picture them saying plot twist and then clinking margarita glasses. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Plot twist, we're going to file for bankruptcy. Thank God that pressure's off. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> See, I was thinking more like our flight got canceled. Who cares? Plot twist. Hey, let's drink. Yeah, let's yeah. have fun. Yeah. No, that's that's and that is the very definition of rolling with whatever life throws yeah. at you. Yeah. Just yeah. just and life gets pissed off because it's like, wait a minute, I thought I was gonna really piss them off here, and now they're just laughing at it. That's mm-hmm. how you win. That is how you win. When you can be more of a kind of funny observer of your yes. life. Yeah. Yes. If you're in the witness state of what you're going through. But see, my people, we we kill the witnesses. So that's, there's no way I can enjoy life on those terms. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, man. And I love the idea as well that, like, little small changes lead up to the big changes. It's not like you're doing this whole big thing at once. It's like, you know, a, a gradual state to get to that. And I, again, that's a very reasonable approach to life. Yeah. My friend Mark Stern told me some great advice. You know how you eat an elephant? <laughs> One bite at a time, baby. One bite at a time. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, Adam, you left out just one small part of that. Well, when I quoted you? Yes. I got that wrong too. Son of a bitch. All right, go ahead. Back check. Wrong. <laughs> when you turn your foot just one way to, to the left or right, mm-hmm. then you go walk into a whole new direction. Oh, okay. Exactly. I, 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 that was what I was trying to say in the interview because I got very excited. My wife says, to say, all right, so that's what I got to say. So yeah. right now, true to my character, I've just turned my foot so I can kick myself in the ass for being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the self-bully that we've been waiting for from young yeah. Adam Ferrara. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. If you only know, Mark, how much I have to tell Adam. Okay, you're stressing me out right now. Let's yeah. just think about what you just told yourself. That, see, that, that, that's why I have to change. Not only my, my self-bullying is stressing my wife out. So I'm like, okay, yes. if I can't change for me, I got to change for this woman. Because if she leaves me, I'm dead. first of all emotionally i'm dead and i won't be able to function in this world stern i end up watching the game on my phone because that's how i know how to work the phone i can't turn the tv on in my own house i'm a grown-ass man hey at least you can operate the shower in your own house okay that's That's right yeah you can't operate the shower in my house I put the easy one in our bathroom, the complicated one in the guest bathroom. Thank you. It's not even complicated. It's, it's you just got to know which one to turn. But I like stirring it. You know what? Forget it. I'm Forget it. I'm just in hotel. It's fine. Take it out of play. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that one little turn can uh, change your your course and and move you closer to where you want to be. It's taking that. It's taking that action because I I build up the resistance in my head and and i don't think you even realize you know that you're just talking yourself down you called to say good night yeah oh yeah i'm in new york right now right so i called to say good night to my wife stern and uh i was on the phone just i was i thought i was just going over my day and what i had to do tomorrow and she's like you're stressing me out i'm not going to bed like this hang up call me back and let's do this again I don't know how I'm going to do this and um, don't know where I'm going to get that. And yeah, that's going to be kind of a hard uh, thing to do there. And I don't know if I could pull that off. And I'm like, stop already. Right. What happened to sweet can... dreams? I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yeah. Now she, well, cause she goes, goes, so what are you going to do tomorrow? I said, tomorrow I got to get up. I got to, I got to finish this chapter. I got to get, I got to, I got to deliver that script. I don't know when I'm going to get that done and I don't know how we're going to pay for that. And I just kept going because that's what I was doing in my day. And uh-huh. she was like, okay, you're stressing me out. The dogs are beginning to howl. Hang up. Call me back again. I'm not going to bed like this. Get <laughs> your I, shit together and say goodnight. I did. I said, I want to redo right now. Yeah, yeah. I want to redo right you, now. 
Control alt delete. Just hit yeah. them all three at the same time. Yeah. yeah. And I went to bed and I went, oh shit, that's what she meant. So it kind of helped me because I was just going through what I have to do. But I thought I was making a list. I wasn't. I was making a list and beating myself up. That's she the subconscious. That's, mm-hmm. that's the shadow self. If I could take this Carl Young moment, that's <laughs> the part I'm not aware of. See, every, every, this is, every, every person has the capacity for good and bad, all right? And, what, and, and you suppress the bad. That's what I was doing. I was suppressing the self-bully and not realizing he was there. I need to embrace the bully. Here's what I got to do. I have to embrace my inner asshole. That's what I have to do. (laughs) Wear gloves. It's going to hurt, but I'm leaning into my asshole. Technically, Adam, it's called a dream hole, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, good one. (laughs) There's nothing but dreams come out of that hole, okay? Well, I think what you're trying to say, Adam, is... It's always about the tools, meaning it's how you talk to yourself. It's Mm -hmm. how you get yourself out. That's what I loved what Gina was saying, that it's how she talks to herself. Yeah. And how she how she put I don't know what she called the bad Gina or the the Gina that was taking her down in the closet. The bully Gina. Yes. The bully Gina putting her in the closet. She can still hear her scream, but Mm -hmm. she's in the closet. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know how many guys I know that are screaming in the closet. No, <laughs> I love women. Adam, that's no, not what don't. I mean. It's not okay. I mean. Come on out. The problem is if I if I put the 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 Mark bully in the closet, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure the bully has all the keys. So what the hell did you close the door? I can get out. You're an idiot. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not going anywhere. And and I think see, I, I like to try and be self deprecating. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times I err in self-deprecating into just beating the shit out of myself. Yeah. And people are like, why do you say that? I'm like, no, it's it's self-deprecating. It's a good sign of character. Like, no, it's, it shows that you have no confidence. You're going too far on that uh, path. So, yeah. yeah. There's that line where you can get through troubled times with, with humor. And then there's like, when it goes too far, you're just be, you're beating yourself up. And uh, I, yes. I think I've crossed that line. Yeah, I, I, I have some real estate in that area, too. Um, I, you know. I want Adam to get a tattoo on one of his arms so he can read it to himself <laughs> whenever he gets in the state. So it's like a mantra. That's what yeah. you need. Yeah, but the problem is the tattoo will say, look at what you've done. Look at what you've done. <laughs> yeah, I'm going when you get the tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> then the you other tattoo. Get it by yourself. The other tattoo, on the other hand, will say, mm-hmm. don't tell him nothing. Okay. Yeah. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> That's what I got to do to my inner bully. Like, you didn't see nothing. You're not going to say nothing. You understand me? I don't want to hear you talking to him again. I'm getting the feeling there's more than one in your head, Adam. Thank you. That's what I need. That's helpful. Okay, multiple personality disorder. How many do-over calls do you want for me to say goodnight now? (laughs) How many closets do you need, Adam? Yeah, I'll finally finally kill the bully, then someone else will pop up. There is no Dana, only Zool. (laughs) (laughs) But I will tell you that I get, I I will tell you this, it's, it's to get perspective on it is, the happy place I told Gina when I'm on stage and it's just flowing and I, I, that's the longest I'm staying out of my way. Does that make any sense? You mean your yes. state of grace? Yeah, that's my state of grace. That's, you know. Absolutely. I, I mean, Alex, Alex has seen you a lot more up there than I have, but I've seen you a million times. And that to me, the moment when you're riffing with the crowd 
you're not even thinking about where you're going. You're just in that moment. Mm-hmm. And however long that sort of improv portion of your act lasts, like you are, you, that is the state of grace for you. You're not thinking about past, present, or future. You're, like, you're just right there, like reacting to what is in front of you. Yeah. And, and that's, your, that's I, to me, from afar, that is your happy place. Yeah. I, you know, Adam, I love it when you get to that place. And I know it's hard. You, you can't get to that place when you're angry. I know. So that's the that's the big jump. I know. I know. It, it's a disconnect. Just, yeah, it's just destructive. It's it's like I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to Marcus Aurelius. The effects of anger are far more destructive than the incident that inspired it. In it's like I'll be angry. I'll be mad about something. That son of a bitch. Then when, as soon as I go into what I'm going to do to him, then I forget what he did. I'm just going to do it. Here's what I'm going to do. I yeah. am going to give him a thousand paper cuts. And then I'm just going <laughs> to I'm just going to start just wringing out a lemon. I'm not going to pour lemon juice on it because I'll hurt him all at once. Just one drop at a time. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it, it's when you re, when you give into that anger, then it, mm-hmm. then it consumes you. And then you and you're completely removed from your happy space. Yeah. And. We all have our own happy place, Adam. Uh, mm-hmm. Mine, you know, is the trail. You know, and I like I'm listening to ancient mythology lectures while I'm hiking through nature, and I completely forget everything. And that's where my state of grace. Mm-hmm. I showed that to you. I thought you would enjoy my happy place, Mark. You know what? I want to thank you so much for opening your heart and bringing me to your happy place. It was. Uh, I'm not going back. It's not. <laughs> it's happy for you. I'm glad. I'm glad it's happy for you. <laughs> Marks like this goes, isn't this beautiful? Watch out. That's deer shit. I'm not so daddy. <laughs> well, I have to agree with Mark, but uh, I do things you. a little differently than Mark. I, I don't go to the animals. The animals come to me in the backyard. Oh, yeah. They all come. <laughs> well, at some point, there's going to be an ark pulling up in the alley, and they're all going to get out. <laughs> you validate? I'm, I was told I could park here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you should see with all with um, it's raining here in California, and you should see all the umbrellas, all the plastic, all the just to you know yeah. little table set up for them. She has oh, shelter set up no. for cats. She oh, has. Yeah, she's got a clipboard. Listen, stray cats. Would you like to rent a bungalow until the storm is over? <laughs> I'm sorry, there's nothing poolside. <laughs> yeah. My wife, Snow White. I did tell you that they asked me to play Snow White in Disney France. They did? Really? Mm-hmm. But I said, no, too far of a commute. Wait a minute. When they going to commute from Santa Monica? Was this recently? <laughs> no. or when you were when I was living in Paris, oh. Euro Disney is outside of Paris, and it was a long commute. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I would love to have done it like for a week, but. I, if I was you, I would have negotiated for this. Look, here's a pumpkin. Turn it into a coach. Send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I need you even back then, Adam. <laughs> Thank you. Thank God she still needs me, Stern. She <laughs> needs me. That's a win. That is a win. Because yeah, every woman likes someone telling you they love them in this accent. I love you. Okay, break my heart. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. I dare you. When she, when Gina went into the Rosie Perez voice, first of all, that is spot on. Right. Apparently, everybody talks like that. There, it's just, it was so great, and it's, it made me think. And when she's doing the lawyer bit, yeah, mm-hmm. if if your lawyer's talking like that, you're like, who's oh, this idiot? No, yeah. you, you want, yeah, and it, I mean that goes all the way back to, I think it's the Rex Harrison movie, My Fair Lady. Where like an mm-hmm. upper class English guy takes like a lower class English English woman teaches her how to speak you know the king's English you know so she can on be a, a prop- 
Yeah. yeah, on a bed. Yeah. <laughs> My fair lady, honey, I think Mark's in the closet now. Let him out. <laughs> That's who I was talking about earlier in here. <laughs> Tell him he is loved. Back check. Wrong. <laughs> I have to um, say, a, lo a lot of people tell me when I talk, I put them to sleep. <laughs> you do? Yeah, I, I guess I have this kind of voice where it's calming. Yeah, yeah it's a very soothing voice. Yes, sure, you that's do. a you you have a soothing voice on the podcast. What wait light white cheddar popcorn on the rug. That's it's a totally different oh, yeah. sound. Then I snap. And then my closet girl comes out. Yeah. <laughs> you should have heard her on the phone last night, Stern. You're stressing me out. Oh God, my wife is now sounding like me. <laughs> I I did snap. She did. She snapped. I'm like, what? It's so nice and cozy. And what am I hearing? Yeah. But the Hang worst up. part is so how you beat yourself up, though, Adam, I have to say. I'm going to try and do better because now I have a tool. Plot twist. So, honey. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it helps if you shout it out when it happens, too, I think. I'm guessing. Yeah. And I can't wait to share this with <laughs> Phil when he gets a plot twist. Oh, what the what now? <laughs> I want to thank my friend Gina Brion for being back on the program. Uh, honey, if they want to get a hold of us, where do they go? The Adam Ferrar at Gmail. Thank you guys so much for supporting the show. Please tell 912 people about the show. That'll help us uh, spread the word. Uh, and if you leave us a review, you know that helps us with our friend. Mr. Algorithm. Always remember, we're in this together, brothers and sisters. So share the road. And life is hard. So you take it easy on yourself. Bye is ended. Go in peace. You know that, and I don't have breasts. Stop it. Ugh. Phil, you're lacking composure as well.